Hello, good evening, welcome to the latest episode of the Magicast. I'm your host, Scott Munro. Uh, with me tonight, I have the returning Daniel. How are we? All good, Scott, all good. Uh, I was hoping you won't mention the cricket, but we'll talk about that later off pod. Uh, and we've got James. Uh, how are you, James? It's been a while. Um, how are you? Okay, thank you. Uh, we were talking off pod. Did you enjoy your holiday in, in uh, North Wales? was tremendous thank you yeah we went as you james went to wales when it was the hottest time of the year in the uk when it was ridiculously hot yes yeah, <laughs> yeah. um but we're not talking <laughs> about we're not going to talk about the weather we're going to talk about roma one cremonese nil that was the monday evening game yesterday in a in a lovely Stadio Olimpico, which was, I think it's close to, I think it was a full house, so it was over 60,000. We're also going to talk about the Genie Wijnaldum injury, which uh, came out Sunday evening after, I think it was the Atalanta-AC Milan game. And is, is Andrea Bellotti ever going to sign for Roma? Is that going to, deal going to go through? Is Shamaradov going to go? Is uh, I nearly said Patrick Clivert there, but Justin Clivert, is he going to go to Fulham to the Premier League? It's, we've still got eight, nine days left to the transfer window. But guys, what were your thoughts Sunday evening about Jeannie Wijnaldum? He's fractured his, his leg We're after a challenge from Felix Afina Gian. Um, Twitter and uh, went into a bit of a, a meltdown. And then it didn't help yesterday when... Roma lost Nicola Zaniolo to, I think it was maybe a shoulder or a collarbone injury, but he did say he's only going to be out for a couple of weeks. So, guys, what did you? It's a bit of a hammer blow just to start the start of the season. Is it Roma is always going to be a cursed club? Um, what was your thoughts on hearing the news of the injury, Daniel? I'll start with you first, and then James. Um, obviously, a big blow, and I think that's what kind of uh, Mourinho and some of the players have echoed as well. I think I was listening to Chris Smalling after the game and he was saying that it's such a shame because Wijnaldum had already become uh, an important member of the team for his personality. And obviously he's probably one of the most talented players in the, in the squad and it's a shame not to have even seen him really uh, play. But um, we're maybe somewhat fortunate in that we will get that World Cup break. So um, I think at the moment he's only said to miss about... 15 league games, um, so 13 actually, I think, um, 14 including Cremonese uh, again, so not too bad and we should be able to navigate the group stage of the Europa League. So it is a big blow and he's, he's on one of the highest wages at the club, so it's also financially a bit of a blow, but um, we can manage it and uh, now it remains to be seen if there will be a, a move to to replace him uh, in the short term, uh, in the last days of the transfer window. There's rumours of it. Is it Grilich, the Austrian midfielder who was at Hoffenheim last season? Saw those rumours resurfaced, but I imagine if that doesn't go through, Eduardo Bove will be given a, a run out in the, fr- in the first team. I think he may deserve it also. I don't know if, how would you yeah, feel about that? Yeah, I think I think this is the problem with this transfer now is that it's quite tricky because you can't really bring in someone too good because it's not that Wijnaldum's out for the rest of the season or for mm. six months. You know, he will be back. So you can't bring in someone who's, who's too good who's then going to sit on the bench for the second part of the season. And also if you bring in someone who's only somewhat better than Bove or in a similar category, then you're kind of stifling his development. So... 
it's a tricky one to get right. And I think I would lean towards probably not getting anyone. And I think, like I said, we, we just have to navigate 13 more league games uh, until the World Cup break. And um, only three of those 13 are going to be away trips to um, teams that finished in the top half last season. Um, so there's, uh, I think, Juventus, Inter, and um, I think Verona. I think those are the only three away trips that we have against uh, teams that finished in the top half last season before Wijnaldum is back. So I think it's quite manageable, and I would I would edge towards um, not bringing in someone there. Um, but let's see. You know, no, that's fair enough, James. What was your thoughts on? the injury as the news was coming out on Sunday evening? Well, I agree. I wouldn't actually go for a replacement because I think that just say the injury had happened on the 2nd of September after the market had uh, regist- registration period had closed. What do you do then? You know, the situation is that, and if you've kept Bove in the squad, you've kept him there for a reason. To then not use him when the opportunity arises, you know, he should have gone, he should have left, you know, either on loan or, or, you know, some arrangement with another club. So I think, um, you know, and there's enough personnel to cover. And I think that um, it would be a mistake to um, replace Wijnaldum with another player um, without using um, Bove. So, um you also have to just just to add to to what you're saying there, James. I think also it's worth reflecting on, you know, a lot of the when we get when you get towards the end of the transfer window, there's a reason some of these players haven't been taken already. You know, like Florian Grilich had a lot of interest in him, but it's a bit surprising as well that that he's still a free agent. You know, the same could also be said of Belotti, but I think you know there was obviously an understanding that he would wait for us to to free up a slot. But towards the end of the market, the value that you can get. Uh, in the transfer window gets less and less and less. And I think in general, when you look at transfer window moves in the last week or so, it's either clubs having to pay a lot more than what they should for good players, or it's it's a lot of panic buys, you know. So it's also a very difficult time to get it right, I think, and, and probably better mm-hmm. to, to reflect on it in January again and see what the squad needs, you know. It's a good point as well with the World Cup, like... Um, effectively, uh, you know, shortening the first half of the season. So we work, the last league game will be on the weekend of the, uh, I think, the uh, 12th, 13th of November. Obviously, we'd have to play six group stage games in the Europa League as well. But And it will be an intense period because there will be games to fit in. But, um, uh, you know, it's... Um, and Wijnaldum... I mean, I don't know if he will play in the World Cup. Possibly not. But then, hopefully, by January, he'll be fit to return. So, um, but I think in terms of keeping Bove, we kept Bove. <clears throat> excuse me for a reason, and to then not use him doesn't really square with the idea of keeping him. To me, yeah. Yeah, completely agree with that. Um, the kickers 
we have to get so you have to navigate through the remaining league games left of the se- left of the year as Daniel pointed out was it 14 14 or 15 uh, 13 now. 13 13 league games, yeah. yeah league games you've got the six Europa League games so that's 19 games left from now until what the middle of November yes and then you've got five six weeks for the World Cup and I think Roma come back and I, th- I think it's either Bologna or Torino at home on the 4th of, 4th of January. I think Torino's so, the last game we play before the World Cup. Oh, is it? Well, my apologies. I think it's. I think it may be the Bologna game where they're home to Bologna. Yeah. Um, I actually was looking through the calendar y- yesterday. So, yeah, so it's the uh, first game in 2023 is the Bologna game and I think that's the 4th of January. So you've got a nice, what, six, seven-week break with probably, I imagine, some training just before Christmas and I, th- I imagine the t- players who are not going to the World Cup will have I imagine they will do some inter inter club games just to keep for fitness up for the season and stuff like that yeah. and I think to add to that as well it's probably uh, when I was thinking I think Wijnaldum was one of the few players that we have in the squad that was probably going to feature uh, at the World Cup quite um, quite a lot because I don't really think there's too many others in the squad who will play um, much at the World Cup if they do go. Even Tammy Abraham's likely to be he, um, he, studied yeah, to Harry Kane. He, so. Yeah, Harry Kane will start for England without yeah, doubt. So, and then we have a lot of we have quite an Italian core. So obviously no players going there. And then yeah, I don't see Chris Smalling getting called up. And um, yeah, so we we might end up not really even having one player who goes to the World Cup and features heavily. So I think the team will be quite rested, especially in comparison to the other players in uh, Syria. I was just thinking, the Deba- yeah, it would probably be what, be Dybala, maybe Rick Karsdorp. Oh, that's right. Um, maybe. And I think Karsdorp would be also understudy to Dumfries. Dumfries, uh, yeah. yeah so. Patricio, possibly. Rory Patricio, yeah. He possibly. could be understudy to the... Oh, it's the Porto keeper. Is it really yeah, Silva? They've, they've started to phase Patricio out, I think. Yeah. It, he hasn't yeah. started for a bit now. Yeah, I think it's Rui Silva who's the Porto goalkeeper. Um, guys, should we talk about yesterday's 1-0 win over Cremonese? Aroma have started the season strong. Two wins out of two. Uh, two 1-0 wins. And I jokingly said to James off pod, it's like watching Arsenal in the early mid-90s where it was always 1-0 to the Arsenal. Um it was so Roma are actually third uh, on goal difference. Uh, Napoli and Inter are, are in the top two, so Roma won their first two games, scoring two goals, both by Brian Cristante and Chris Smalling. Another one nil win. Uh, James, I come to you first, and I come to you, Daniel. What were your thoughts on yesterday's game? It was tough at times because Cremonese. I the sec- that's the second time I watched them. They've been pretty unlucky in both games this season. Yes, and um, I was disappointed with the performance. I mean, I think following on from the uh, Salernitana performance, I mean, great difficulty to create good chances um, and uh, throughout the game. I mean, a bit better in the second half when, when particularly after El Shawari came on, but pff, I just found, found us... Uh, too ineffective in attack it was too difficult for the players and and while we defended well you know we do defend well we you know Cremonese did have some opportunities um uh particularly that shot near the end that um 
Patricio wouldn't have got to just whistle pie the uh, post. Um, so, uh, and it was, you know, almost inevitable really that if we were going to score, it was going to come from a restart. And of course it came directly from the corner kick. It was a great header actually at the far post by Smalling directing it back across the goalkeeper. No chance. So, um, but overall, very, very uh, disappointed because, I mean, uh, looking at the quality of the players in the, you know, the offensive players, um, you know, Dybala picks, I think he's in possession too far away from the penalty area. I think um, Abraham, again, it's not like Abraham commented on this last season, he's missing a lot of easy chances. It's, um, it's He's not really getting, finding himself in the right positions and... Um, inside the penalty area uh, to, uh, to, you know, and, and having the service, you know, the assists to, to uh, um, shoot. So um, overall, I was really disappointed uh, because I think against Cremonese, who uh, incidentally had um, had a quite significant turnover in their squad from last season to this season. So you would think would, would not be, you know, w- would maybe improve a bit as the season goes along and would be, you know, weaker at this, uh, you know, early point in the season. Um, shouldn't have been as difficult a game, I think, as it turned out. Do you think that uh, Roma were maybe a bit too open in the midfield with two um, two centre midfielders of Cristante and Pellegrini do you think reckon a, a Matic who was probably going to sit in front of the back three would have been more suitable but I have a feeling he will probably start on Saturday with Zanioli's injury rolling them out for a couple of weeks I don't know I think that um I think that the fact that you know when Cremonese you know, the, the the opponent would always take confidence when they're not being exposed and conceding chances and being put under heavy pressure. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, I think that um, uh, and Cremonese were enterprising. I mean, you know, when the opportunity arose, they did, did uh, attack. But um, I think, you know, we should have really, I mean, put, you know, put the game out of the result away really within if not the first half the first hour and to be in for the game to be in the balance really until the end I think um showed that we we weren't um efficient enough in creating chances and I think that comes from I think there's a lack of um efficient play in the final third the attacking third so it looks like it's down more to the individuals to produce something whether that's El Shirawi or Dybala or Abraham or Pellegrini or Zaniolo someone like that it, it rather than you don't we haven't seen much in the way of um like good combination play good moves blindside running to create space and overlaps and opportunities to um penetrate opposition defences so we need to see a lot more of that I think if uh, if this is going to be a positive season I think time will tell in the next couple of weeks you have to think that there is a <clears throat> excuse me there is a, a bedding in period for Dabada as he's just joined the club but I think time will tell in the next couple of weeks that you do get to see that attacking spark and hopefully teams will be put to the sword um, 
Daniel, what were your thoughts on yesterday's performance, uh, a home win over Cremonese? Um, quite similar to James, I would say. I think um, there were a lot of problems, really. I think there were not much support from the wide players. Karstup had probably, I think he was one of the worst players on the pitch, didn't uh, offer enough options to the midfield because it was difficult for Cristante and Pellegrini to uh, carry the ball forward, especially when we win it so deep in our own half. It's uh, and that's what James was touching on there. Dybala and Zaniolo are getting the ball too deep in our own half and expecting to to run at 60, 70 meters each each attack. It's uh, it's no wonder they look a bit tired as well. But um, quite a few problems. Um, it is the second game of the season, so like you say, there can be some consideration for that, and perhaps uh, it will improve. But I was a bit worried about the fact there are no real. Uh, discernible patterns to our play. Um, I'm not sure if it's intentional or it was due to the work that Cremonese did. I think they played very well. Um, they man-marked us very well at the restarts when we had goal kicks. Um, so it was difficult to build up. If you remember yesterday when we played them, we started every goal kick very, very deep. I think the two centre-backs were either side of Patricio and it was very difficult to build up from from the back, so in general, it was a it was a difficult game, um, sh- probably more difficult than it should have been. But in many ways, at the start of the season, you just need to get uh, the points. I think the game against Juventus should probably favour Mourinho and Roma more in in this terms of uh, trying to 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 catch uh, the opposition on the counter. But we will be without Zaniolo, whose speed is quite uh, important. But um, I think there's lots to improve on, um, and, uh, uh, and and we'll see in what direction we go in. But um, but yeah, it seems that it's a bit difficult against these smaller teams. I think for for Roma, and I think we did struggle a bit last season too many times against the smaller teams. I think we looked quite good against the bigger teams. It's a bit the inverse of what we had under Fonseca. But um, I well, think part of the reason for that mm-hmm. is we are bringing the ball from deep, the players are faced with like a wall of uh, defenders, you know, a a wall of players in front of them because we don't make many penetrating runs. And it's the lack of penetrating runs gives the player in possession a problem because he doesn't have the options to pass to in, you know, make creative passes that can um, penetrate the opposition defence and then you can get a, a shot or an assist out of that. And I think... That is a, you know, an imp- and I think that's why we see these these games that on paper should be relatively straightforward. Some, you know, eventually become real struggles. Um, uh, and of course, we saw it last season on several occasions. So, um, and I think that's something that has to be uh, remedied: the, the lack of creative running off the ball in, in the final third to give the player in possession. Uh, uh, you know the options to uh, to use the ball productively. You know, yeah, I think a lot of our attacking comes through. Uh, it's a lot to do with one 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 on one situations. You know, and so for example, if Saniolo has the ball, he has to he has to beat his man one on one, and if he does, then fine, we have some space and he can run into it and we can cause some problems. But if our attackers do not win that one-on-one battle, we are, we're pretty much uh, 
passing backwards or losing the ball, I would say, from that point onwards. So. Did you feel both of you thought that, I thought this as well while watching the game, that most of Roma's attacks yesterday was through the counter-attack with, with a turnover on the halfway line from either Dybala or Zaniolo. That was mainly in the first half before Zaniolo went off injured, that they would turn the ball over and then just run directly at the Cremonese defence and then just uh, try and be a bit intricate. I don't know how would you two feel about that. Would you would you two would agree with that at all? Yeah, definitely. I think that was it was definitely the case. We were it seemed somewhat intentional that we were trying to catch them on the counter, but sometimes it was a bit too intricate what we were trying to do. And um, I still think the decision making of Zaniola has to has to improve, but I think it will eventually. But um, but in that regard, I think Dybala did well, actually, because I think in many cases he played the simple pass or he did what he needed to do to progress the ball upfield, up you know. Whereas someone like Saniola, I think, sometimes doesn't know when to release the ball, you know. Sometimes he's beaten his man and he, he should pass, but he tries to beat the second and the third as well. So, And then loses the ball and then... Yeah. Is that a position? Yeah, uh, I saw that a couple of times. Um, on Dybala, uh both of you, do you, do you think he, he? I don't want it the perfect way. How did you feel of his performance yesterday, Daniel? You said he he played pretty well. I thought he played pretty well. Could have scored a couple of goals, but overall, do you think he'll add that spark that Roma were lacking in, in creativity from last season? Yeah, I would. I would be patient with him still a bit more because. Um, to me, I think he looks he looks really quality. He had a few moments where he found space, dribbled his way around players. I mean, he put a, he put an incredible ball into Tammy Abraham in the first half, mm. Um, mm. which I think Abraham didn't actually get his foot on. I think it went for a corner. It was a yes. defender who cleared it. Yeah, it was an incredible yeah, ball. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, was, was it Valeri, the the left yes. back? Yeah. Got got just, so well, yeah. just ahead of him, and people were like, "Oh, Tommy's missed a, an open no. goal," and I was like, "No, it, the defenders cleared it off him, off him." Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So Dybala, I think he he was great on the ball yesterday. So I, I didn't mean to interrupt Dan, Daniel. No worries. And then I think the other chance was when we hit the post and it kind of pinged back to him, and he hit it with his right foot. Yeah. He kind of had an open net, but um, those ones kind of I think they happen very quickly in real time and. Uh, yeah, I mean, we can say he should have done better, but I wouldn't worry about him too much. Uh, I, I'm more concerned of Zaniolo of the three, to be honest, um, and and also T- Tammy Abraham because I think, like James touched on a bit earlier, I think I, I can't even really see him last night having a shot really in my head. Uh, he just doesn't get many opportunities to shoot even. So um, right now he plays a lot as a target man, and that speaks to what you were saying about hitting them on the counter attack. I felt it was a lot about playing a pass into Abraham. He's got his back to goal. Uh, back to goal. He plays a pass off to Dybalo or Zaniola and then we try to counter. But he plays a lot right now with his back towards goal and um, and, and getting it too deep in the pitch. And I don't think his strength is really uh, carrying the ball uh, so much. I think he's a good finisher and he needs to play more in the box if possible. Yeah, I would agree with that. It probably didn't help when Vlad Kiriches was man-marking him. And I think... I think it was just following him everywhere on the pitch. I think he did have two opportunities. One was saved by uh, Radu. I think the other one was blocked, if my memory serves me right. Um, final question on... on oh, Sorry, final thought on yesterday's game. Uh, James, what do you think of Dybala so far? Sorry to echo what, Dan, what was Daniel was saying. 
yeah, he's obviously a high quality player, and uh, we've seen glimpses of that so far. But I do think, you know, to get the best out of him, you're going to need, um, going to have to see more, you know, be more in possession, closer to the penalty area, um, and the opposition penalty area, and um, going to going to have to have more options, just like whether it's Pellegrini or maybe Wijnaldum eventually who, who's going to play slightly deeper um, and they're going to have to have more options to pass to and I think uh, and it's a surprise because it's not like the players can't do that if you think of um, players like Zaniolo Abraham they should be doing that as a matter of routine you know making those runs in and around the penalty area to uh, create spaces and, and shooting positions and assist positions Um but uh, without that, I think, um, you know, you're still going to face, you're going to be effectively, like we saw yesterday for long stretch, you're playing in front of the opposition. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, you know, you make it easier for the opposition to defend that way, um, where when you've got people running in behind defences, that's when they, uh, particularly weaker teams, find that very difficult to uh, contain. Um, so... I think to see the best of Abra, uh, of um, bigger pardon of uh, uh, Dybala, um, you need to see uh, a different style of of play and attack. Yeah, I agree. Um, that was our final po- point on yesterday's game. And talk quickly talk about Andrea Bellotti. Um, still waiting for him to get the green light of him signing for Roma. I think that's down to potential sales from the club. Uh, if it's Aldor Shamaradov or if it's Justin Cliver, who I think it could be on his way to Fulham in the Premier League. Are you guys hopeful that anything could be done in the next eight, nine days? Well, certainly Bellotti. I mean, that would be a brilliant transfer if that's completed to have a player of that quality to, uh, Vie with Abraham for the striking position, particularly, you know, um, I was just saying there, there's a, a quite an intense period coming up up to that mid-November point, mm. and then obviously from January to the run up to May, and uh, um, so yeah, to have um, a player of that caliber would be, and it looks like it is a question of just a matter of time. It's just a bit been frustrating how long he and us have had to wait. Um, I don't know if any if it's anything to do with you know we can't financial fair play reg or financial sustainability regulations as they call them now, but to because we can't you know take another player without someone else leaving. That seems to have been the pattern throughout mm. the transfer window. Because uh, I did read today, there's apparently we reached some settlement agreement with UEFA. So because we've been in breach of. Uh, the rules. FFP, so, yes. I saw the same thing, yeah. Yeah, so uh, whether we're trying to be very careful now to honour any maybe obligate, you know, commitments we've made to avoid a, a stiff, potentially stiff sanction, you know, so um, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm very much welcome, Belotti. As for anything else, I don't, I mean, I know, I think Gianluca Mancini said after the game against Salonitana that if another central defender arrives, he'd be happy. But I'm not sure about that because you already have four, don't you? Smalling, Mancini, Kumbula and Ibanez. Yeah. So I, I don't really see scope there for adding someone else. 
Certainly not of any significance, you know. There's There was rumours of the former Napoli defender who went to Genoa last season. My, his name escapes me. He is... Maximovic. Yeah, that's, thank you, Daniel. There was rumours of him. If Roma continued to play with a back three this season, th- there's probably nothing wrong with having a fifth central defender just mm, to f- rest yeah. and rotate, but... That there was a player happen. who's been linked consistently who played for Borussia Dortmund. Um, uh, Ikanji, is that the one? Zagadu. Diallo or Zagadu, yeah. Zagadu, yeah, who's out of contract, I think. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, Eric, that may be an option, but uh, other than Eric that... Bailey, there was Eric Bailey. I think well, he's... Uh, Marseille. Yeah, yeah. So, um, other than that, I don't see the need, really, for um, further reinforcement, really. No, that's understandable. I think it's just the one that they want to get over the line, and it's been... I think all of us have been, just been waiting for that to be done and dusted, and it's been going on for a while. But hopefully, if the, if there is an outgoing this week, yes. Andrea Bellotti, I think it's all pretty much all agreed on what I've read online and through the transfer gurus on social media, not Fabrizio Romano, but others. Um, but yeah, just fingers crossed it gets done and we get another attacking option up front that it will free up Tammy Abraham in some games where he can actually play Bellotti and maybe Zaniolo and Dabala up front and just give Tammy Abraham a bit of a rest. But we do have one listener's question and I know it's a bit early in the season, but uh, Piyush, as as I sent a tweet out this afternoon and um, he asked this question. It's a bit early in the day, early, early doors, sorry. But do you think, do you guys think we can make top four and progress to the latter part of the Europa, uh, UEFA Europa League with all the injuries we have and other teams like Napoli doing so well in the transfer window? But Roma Addict just went, absolutely. Um, but do you guys, I know it's early doors, there's a small sample size, there's only two games in and we've only had, yeah, the first couple of games of the season. But are you too confident for top four? Um, me, I'm cautious because... We've played a team who was almost relegated last season and a team that's just come up from Serie B now. I haven't seen something special yet in our performances. So based on the sample size now, not really, because I would imagine that Inter will be champions or in the top two or three. Napoli should be there after a good finish to the market. Um, Juventus should be there in the top four and Milan will get all the officiating calls so it will be very difficult to make stuff for but you'll spark, we have, you'll spark a debate on social media for saying that <laughs> yeah but some of the things they get is ridiculous but yeah, um yeah. but uh we have this with the team to do it for sure we have a squad yeah. worthy of the top four and um i'm cautious but uh it's good it will be a good season i think competitive and uh, i look forward to it but i, I don't think it's very clear uh, that we will finish in the top four. James, how about yourself? Are you optimistic, cautious, pessimistic? Is happy to be all three? Just going to wait out to see how Roma do up until where the World Cup starts and then see what happens in January? Um, I would be lean towards being pessimistic about finishing in the top four because until we score more regularly and create better chances. I think we're going to continue to struggle. 
And um, I mean, I, I you know, I, I think I mentioned before that if you think of the knockout stage of last season's Conference League, we won the Conference League, wonderful though it was, on the back of our defence. We only conceded four goals in seven knockout stage games, but we and we only scored ten goals, ten goals in seven games. That's probably quite. I don't know how many other clubs won a European competition by playing, you know, a knockout stage of seven games and scoring only 10 goals. You know, it's probably on the low side, but we won it because we only conceded four. We were very, uh, very strong defensively. Um, and while that obviously, you know, is, uh, is important, I still think, I still think it would be difficult to, to improve on last season's league performance. Um, unless we can uh, become more prolific in front of goal, I think that's the. I think that will make or break our season. Yeah, um, on that, uh, you uh, your uh, conference league win last season wasn't fifty percent of the goals scored in the knockout stages scored against Bodo Glimt. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, forty percent, I suppose. 40, yeah, the, was yeah. It four goals at home, and then oh, one, for, yeah, fifty because we got the goal in, uh, in Pellegrini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I think I think last, it, I think you might see it with this with Roman this season. It would be substance. It would be performance. It would be points over that. So just get the three points in tricky games where you've got three games in a week. I'm happy with that. I think. We, you might get the odd performance where Roma do well. You might get the odd performance where Roma struggle and just eke out a result. You just have to think there is a lot of games from here until November, but we'll have to wait and see. But I think, you know, I would, I would, to add to that, I think that's it's also a very grueling and um, tiring way of winning games, you know? Mm, agree. Uh, I, think, I think the way Napoli play right now, I watch them on the weekend, I mean, they, they can outscore teams for fun, it seems, so... It's a bit effortless for them at the moment. And I think the grinding out of results is what Mourinho does best. And it could be why we will do well maybe in the Europa League. Um, but I think in the league, you need to get to a point where you're winning a few games effortlessly because then you you allow yourself the opportunity to to rest players mentally, even while they're on the pitch and, and physically too. But if every weekend we have to go into this... Uh, like grinding out a result against every team, I think it can start to take its take its toll. Hopefully, it doesn't come to that. But no, I do agree with you because I watched Napoli other weekend. I know they were playing against Monza, a team who they've mm. brought quite a lot of players this season. And yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if Monza do buy some more. It Napoli looked like a team built already, and Monza looked like a team of individuals. Um, it look, they, they look, I think Monza is it Stroppo who's in charge I think he will be the first to yeah. go and they yeah. would struggle um, but yeah that's that's a topic for a different day but yeah I do agree that if you play continue play like that it'll get, it gets tiresome and it probably gets tiresome for us as well but thankfully we don't hopefully sorry we don't get to see that that too often we got to see it in Europe last season and I do agree with Daniel I think the way that Jose plays knockout football I do feel that Roma will do well in the Europa League next season I think they could go far but that time will only tell and that's a good caveat because the actual Europa League draw and the Conference League draw is actually this Friday so Roma to find out who they'll get in the group stages the Champions League draw is the day before so that's Thursday there is not a knockout 
games for the qualifiers played tonight, tomorrow night, and Thursday. Uh, guys, do you have anything else to add? We've gone close to 36 minutes. Do you have anything else to add? Stunned, for me. stunned silence <laughs> now i can wrap this <laughs> podcast off um guys you can follow us at lemagicast.com you can find all our previous podcasts on the website you can find us on all podcast platforms so your apple soundcard soundcloud sorry soundcloud sorry stitcher podbean spotify etc etc james daniel thank you very much for joining me on this tuesday evening thank you thanks very much it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, we might have something to do a preview for the Juventus game. And uh, I'm off next week. I'm actually going to the Monza game. So I actually go Sunday to London. So I might actually ask someone to host in my absence. Um, Sam said he could if the time is available for him. So Sam will be deputizing for me for one one or two podcasts while I'm away enjoying the Roman, Roman sunshine and having very, very good food, Trapezino, et cetera, et cetera. But guys, thank you very much for joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Roma are third in, uh, in the league and uh, for Sodoma. Ciao.